Just go right in. Oh my God, this is not how I work. <laughs> what do you mean? You just go right into the podcast. They so can edit it later. I plan every minute of my life. But this is good. Maybe I'll include this at the start of the show. Don't you dare. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this here show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number five, Apps We Couldn't Live Without. Welcome back, family, friends, distant acquaintances to the Becoming Better podcast, the world-renowned Becoming Better podcast. Do you like when I call it world-renowned or does it sound like A little self-congratulatory. Yeah, it, it kind of is, but that's what I like about it. It's, it's, no. Uh, no, it's pretty bad. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop calling it world-renowned, even though, wait for it, we have crossed 100 countries that are now listening to the podcast. So, if that's not world renowned Arden, I don't I really don't know what it is. Uh so we've piled on the digital world quite a bit so far in this show. Maybe unnecessarily. We've talked about digital minimalism. We've talked about our great digital declutter experiment. We've talked about post-it notes. We've ta- oh, jeez, yeah. Lest we forget the po- great post-it note discussion of last episode. Uh, you know, this world gets hate on quite a bit. But the fact of the matter is we all have a phone in our pocket. We all spend a lot of time in the digital world in addition to the analog world. And when you get rid of the more addictive qualities that come embedded within this digital world, it it can provide us with quite a bit of utility. Um, And it, it can even, as it relates to this show, make you into a better human being. So today... We thought it'd be fun. We teased it a little bit on the last episode. We thought it'd be fun to highlight a few of our favorite apps that fit with this theme. And so here are the rules for this episode. We're going to go back and forth. I'll start because... Actually, no, you can start. These rules are all new to me. I don't know. Please explain the rules. Okay, I'll explain the rules. I just made this up. I'm making it up as I'm speaking right now. Uh, What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Except everything and we'll have to record the entire podcast again. Uh, So the rules for this episode is we'll go back and forth. Tell me what you think about this. We'll go back and forth. You can start, then I'll go. Uh, Because we use a lot of the same apps, and so I feel it's going to be a great race to mention the ones that we both use every single day. Who will come out the victor? You you decide at home. Uh, But uh, it'll be a great race to mention our favorite apps, why we love them, and why you should Love them too. Why, why, why we think they'll make your life better in some way or another. Does that sound good? I love it. Should we change the rules? How are the rules? No, I'm, I'm game. Okay. Can I start with Focusmate? It seems like the right place to start. You can just start wherever you want. I know. But I mean, for the sake of discussion, it seems like the right place to start because that's usually where my day starts. Mm. So I think the best part about Focusmate, we've talked about it a little bit last week but or two weeks ago, but I think the best part about Focusmate is it forces you to be accountable. You book a time for an hour session with somebody that you don't know. And at the beginning of the session, you say what you're both going to accomplish in that in that hour. And then you work. Somebody is there waiting for you to start. They're there while you work, so you can't just go off and be on your phone the whole time. This is you a have, little video 
window. Yeah, it's a little video creepy. window, which sounds creepy, but uh, it isn't. It's everybody there is very pleasant, very nice. Everybody just wants to be there to work, and it's people who work from home, so they don't mm-hmm. have that engagement with another person that kind of pressures them into or, or, or encourages them to get stuff done. Yeah. So I love Focusmate. It's where my day usually starts. I mean, I think the biggest part I use Focusmate for is to kind of get started. Once I'm on a roll, I don't usually need more than one, maybe two sessions. Um, and then I just kind of work on my own. But I think getting out of bed in the morning, having somebody there to kick off my day really, really strong, I think that's the best part about Focusmate. That's awesome. I, I actually really love this app too. I usually don't have much trouble focusing, as you would hope, g- yeah. given that I wrote a book on and, how to focus. Yeah, and I mean, I think I'm but in the same camp. You're I don't... in the same camp too. But you know, you look at like uh, look at prison. Like, what what's the b- biggest punishment you can give to somebody in prison? Isolation, right? But so many of us work in isolating conditions where we work from home and we don't have that social connection with people. And so even just seeing that somebody else is working somewhere in the world at, at any given time and that accountability, that immediacy that they're there, it's pretty helpful. Yeah. Sounds weird, but it's actually awesome. What's your number one? My number one, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, can you see this app? This is called Settings. It's a, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not picking the Settings app. Uh, Focusmate was uh, number one on my list, but you stole it. Maybe you, I have a theory that you saw that it was number one on the list in the note here and you stole it from me, but that's, that's just me. Uh, I, I will go with Freedom as my oh, number one app. Choice. Because I saw that on your list. No, I I didn't look at your list. (laughs) Um, So Freedom is a distractions blocking application. So what you do is you download Freedom and you say, it asks you, how long do you want to focus for? And you can say, I want to focus for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or an hour or two hours. And in that time, it doesn't let you access any distracting applications. You try to go to NewYorkTimes.com, if that's a distracting site for you, and you'll see a quote from some Benjamin Franklin or uh, Jane Goodall or somebody like that. Um, and you, you try going to Twitter. You can't access that either. If you choose to block email, you can't open up your email client. And it serves as a reminder that you're seeking a novel distraction uh, over the span of your day. And I just love it for that reason, because we have these digital habits where we have uh, sort of a stable of apps that we like to go back to. And, oh, okay, you know, I just woke up. I'm going to check Instagram. I'm going to check email. I'm going to check this. I'm going to check that. And it cuts that loop off right at the source. Yeah, it's a good little nudge. Yeah, it's a good little nudge. I I, I noticed in you have uh, self-control in here, too, which is a comparable app. Yeah, so I like I, I use both of them. For kind of different reasons, I like self control because it's so quick to start. It just it's it's simple. It's very it's it's not fancy, and it just you hit one yeah. button and it just goes. And I like that for kind of immediate stuff. For, uh, freedom, I like that it can be used on your phone. It yeah. can be used on all of your different devices, which I really really like. So, and I can also pre schedule sessions where I don't want to be connected. I. I don't use that feature as often, I think, just because I think this was something I used a lot more when I was in school, where now I use it more for in evenings if I don't want to be emailing people at 10 o'clock at night yeah. or if I just want to disconnect. Um, I mean, I don't usually run into the the blocker anymore reminding me, oh, you're trying to do something you didn't want to do when you scheduled this, this block. But um, I think it's just a really good nudge, a, a reminder to set your intention. Your turn. Okay, so my... 
I think my next one that I, I cannot live without this is definitely Fantastical. So I made fun of you for a very long time because it's not a terribly inexpensive app. It's quite pricey. Yeah. And I mean, I am definitely one of those people. I think I can count on both hands how many apps ever I have paid for. And I hate paying for apps if I don't have to. So, and I will spend as little money as possible on an app. So if I'm going to pay for an app, it's got to be amazing. And I thought, how can a calendar app possibly be that good? But what really sold me was that you can have so many different views of your calendar. If I want to be able to see just your calendar or just my calendar or our joint calendar so that I can kind of schedule our lives together. Or if I want to be able to view just my work or just my extracurriculars or what my workout schedule looks like for the week or whatever... I, I want to have different views, I can build that in. And you can also have a keyboard shortcut to just create an event from anywhere in your in your computer. And I love that. So I gave you a really hard time about Fantastical. You did, because it, it's like now, a $50 app. And I yeah. think it's something like $40 US on the iPad mm-hmm. for a calendar app. But... Yeah, but I mean, I use it... The, I mean, we talked last week about having a weekly planning session and my... Basically, my whole week is built in there. Even my grocery mm-hmm. list is in is in my is in Fantastical, where I say on Tuesday I want to get these groceries or reminder do these things. Everything is in Fantastical for me, so it's my it's my day to day go to app. Yeah, and I I love it too. I have it on the iPhone, I have it on the iPad, and on the Mac. Uh, unfortunately, it's not available on Windows or uh, or Android, but uh, I'm sure. Man, hopefully the calendar situation gets better over there because it really is a beautiful app. Mm-hmm. If you do use it on the Mac, one little uh, quick little tip for you is try pressing Control-Alt-Space because it brings up a little popover window on your screen regardless of what you're doing where you can just enter in an event wherever you are. Um, and it, it also, I think we should mention, it picks up natural language. Yes. So if I just say, I want to go for lunch for two hours next Tuesday with Chris at noon. It just does that, all of those things. It just enters, populates perfectly. Yeah, it meets you where you are. Yeah, it's so easy to use and it's just, you don't even have to think about it. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, I feel like most calendar apps are designed by robots or people who like schedule stuff all day. But Fantastical feels like it was designed around humanness, just like how a human should live their life. I have a feeling what your next one's going to be, but. All right. My next one. Is going to be. I'm gonna try to surprise you. Simple Note. Ooh, yeah. You surprise. didn't think I was gonna go there. No. Uh, Simple Note is one of my favorite apps. See, so last week uh, and uh, and you've mentioned a couple times on the show, Sticky Notes. Your your love affair. I love with, Sticky maybe Notes. Maybe we should get a sponsor. So some Sticky Note no, company to sponsor I, this podcast. I just love Sticky Notes. I will support them all day long. But <laughs> unlimited supply of sticky notes. I mean, you get me them every year for Christmas and I can never go through them all in a year. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. Uh, so Simple Note is kind of like my digital sticky note, if you will. Uh, it's a note-taking app available for pretty much every platform under the sun. It's for Windows, it's for Mac, it's for iOS, it's for Android, it's for, uh, I think they even make a Windows phone app. I didn't even know Windows phone is still a thing that exists in the world, but apparently there's an app for that. Um, and, and essentially it's a note-taking app, but you can't even bold text. You can't italicize text. You just have to get in and get out. And so throughout the day, it's one of the light, lightest weight apps on my phone. It launches in a split second. It takes another split second to, to create a new note. And so when I have an idea come to me, uh, when I'm you know just 
going about my day and I think of a brilliant idea for the world-renowned Becoming Better podcast, I'll just jot it down in the application. Mm. And then uh, once a week, uh, when I do my weekly review, I'll go through all those notes and I'll capture them and I'll capture these ideas. And some will be book ideas for big projects I'm working on. I'll move that into the note for that that, so I can integrate that into the thing that I'm writing. And this is why I, I love having so much white space on my calendar because this is where the best ideas come. And it's one that I couldn't live without. And again, it's on every platform under the sun. And it's just something that I couldn't live without. It's lighter weight than the Notes app that's built into the phone by default. And so that is my is that my third pick. I think, I think yeah, so. my third pick. Nice. I'm going to mix it up and talk about something that's not at all work-related now. So I love, I read a lot. We've talked about that before. Um, I would be more than broke if I paid for every single book that I ever got. And that's why I use the library like nobody's business. So I I have a membership at our library. Literally the first day we moved into the city, I bought, I got a library card. Um, I ha- also ha- maintain a library account where in the city that we moved from. Uh, so between these two, I... I I love the library and Libby is an app that allows you to connect to libraries all over the world. This is an international app. Uh, You can connect to your local library and basically access their entire digital collection. And we live in a city of what, 150,000 people? It's not very big, but our library has a huge digital collection. And in my experience, most people don't take advantage of these resources available. And Even though it's, it's free books. It's free books. And I mean, these are I, I, it's just a wonderful resource for, for you to find really good books. And I use this all the time. So um, it's, a, it's a really good app. It's kind of a, I think it's from Overdrive. That was the mm. original app and they've improved it it significantly. So it's an incredible app and it saves me a ton of money when you're a total bookworm. So um, that's, I love this app and I use it pretty much every day. Awesome. I'm going to go where you probably thought I would, would go last time. Uh, this is my third pick. I counted wrong. Uh, my, my third pick is Audible. Uh, and it's, it's uh, one of my favorite ways to read books and I'm a I'm a little bit biased because I recently signed on to uh, do an uh, create an Audible original for them around the idea of mindfulness and becoming more productive through mindfulness. But it, it's it's just a, a wonderful service. And whoever uses this is not a sponsor. I'm not getting paid to say this, or right? I should say that disclaimer right off the bat. No, we've both used Audible yeah. since years ago. I feel yeah. a lot of people listening to this do use Audible and listen like everybody to Audible. everybody uses Audible now, yeah, yeah, but it, like it's if, wonderful. If you're not using Audible, you, you should probably check it. It's like uh, $15, $20 a month, I think, US. Um, and you get an audiobook every single month. And it, it's, and, and if that is a little too overwhelming, not everybody goes through a book a month, right? Yeah. Uh, you can put your subscription on hold. I, know I do that all the time, especially when I get a lot of books in from the library. Yeah. So um, it, it's a great app. It really is. And and it's very easy to integrate into your day as well. And so when I'm walking around the house doing chores, I'll fire up Audible. When I'm walking to the gym and working out, I'll fire up Audible. When I'm just kind of sitting in the hanging chair in my office, uh, life hack in a hanging chair. Uh, it's 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 life changing, yeah, really. But uh, I don't know about life changing, to, but it's definitely office changing. It's, it's quite it's beautiful. A, yeah, it's it's like an outdoor hanging chair that's just kind of hanging out in here. Uh, but it's again, Audible is available for pretty much every platform underneath. 
the sun. And I, I couldn't live without it. I, I probably read twice as many books because of Audible. And again, like, like Arden was saying, even if you don't have the subscription where you get one credit every month and you pay a monthly fee, uh, you, you can still buy the books piecemeal. And they have a daily deal where you can get a book for like five bucks, I think, on any given day. They have deals all the time. Uh, right, you know, they're they're constantly blasting out emails, books fifty, seventy percent off, and it's a great way to spend some time. Like, like dollar for dollar, I can't think of a much better investment in yourself than a book. But so often people don't have a life that they can easily wedge reading into, or at least they think that they yeah, don't. Yeah, maybe another episode we can talk about that. But... How to read more books? Yeah. Uh, I, I would want to throw my phone through the window. Mm-hmm. No, that's an exaggeration, but I would miss it. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to put a kind of boring choice, but I use this all the time. So Google Sheets and just Google in general. <laughs> I see you snoring. But I mean, all of the Google apps are incredible. So I mean, Google Sheets, Google Docs, I get a lot of work on my phone because these apps are are good. You can get work done in an airport, on a plane, whatever. Um, on your phone, it's just very easy when you need to do a little bit of quick editing. Uh, but I also keep things like if I have to add things to my, so my food plan, I usually, in my weekly review, I usually try to plan out my meals for the week and so I make sure I have enough groceries, whatever. Um, and I have a running list of the, the like main grocery items that I want to keep stock of. Um, and then that usually ends up finding its way into my calendar as an event for things like that. You have a but spreadsheet of your groceries? I have a spreadsheet of my grocery list because the wow. Google Sheets app is so easy. So I mean, I'm learning so much about you yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I do have my grocery list in there, which is maybe a little bit weird, but I also have my food plan and I have all my work stuff. So and and even just being able to use Google Sheets is is really handy in your phone. So that's I think this that whole the Google Suite is just a fantastic resource. But I mean, kind of related <laughs> to that is Overleaf, and I think this mm. is probably the less popular or less common uh, app in this episode. But Overleaf is basically where you can do collaboration in LaTeX, which is a text what, compiler. What's LaTeX? So it's it's a text compiler. I don't know if a single person listening. It's to basically this. like Word, but much much better for anybody who does anything technical. So if you have to use equations, if you have to use really fancy figures and tables and graphs and things like that, LaTeX is just the best way to do that. And it's it's very popular within academic circles. It's really popular within research like research bodies. This is a standard if you do anything related to math and equations, things like that. So, so if you do stuff with maths and, and equations, yeah, if you do that you and you need to collaborate with people, it's just, you can't get, you can't, you can't beat it. Wow. There's a niche pick. I thought, I thought uh, mine were niche, but that was pretty good. You're going to cut it, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, it stays in. It stays in. Everything we will stays see. in. We will see. Yeah, we'll see if that makes it. Yeah. There will be a nice convenient cut where you mentioned LaTeX. Or maybe you'll find so many people were wildly excited about Overleaf and you'll, you'll just be, wow, I, I if, should have given Arden more credit. If one person <laughs> emails, I would be, if anybody out there, I will, let's solicit uh, some feedback right now. If anybody listen li- listening to this right now is familiar with LaTeX, LaTeX, then they should a check out Overleaf and b also email us and tell us that I'm right. <laughs> yeah, that, that Arden is right. <laughs> All right, my next pick. 
I'm going to go with an app that I love. It's one of these niche apps. Um, and this, this is kind of one of the challenges of recommending apps is sometimes you're embedded within an, an ecosystem, right? And so we use Apple devices or an Apple household, but then you have Windows households and Android households. It's just part of uh, the, the digital culture of a house. And, and there's an app that I love, and this is with Fantastical, Fantastical and this app are what I consider the two greatest apps ever made for the iPhone, for the iPad, and the Mac. And it's a to-do list application, and it's called Things. It is the most beautiful application. It is so simple. It syncs seamlessly between all of your different devices. Um, if you use it on the iPhone, there's this beautiful haptic feedback. So you, when you move items around, you can feel the items click into place. So the little attention to detail things. I've Spe- never noticed that now, but, speaking, but now I really want to check it out. Speaking of things that nobody will care about, the, the haptic yeah. feedback in a to-do <laughs> list app, I think is up there with the LaTeX application, but I could not live my life without this app. I set three intentions every day, but this is where I keep the minutia of what I have to get done every day. Yeah, I do uh, the same thing. I, it's, it's basically where my calendar is the macro view of my life. I think things is the micro view of my life. The economist in me is coming out, but yes. um, the, I really okay. do use things for figuring out all the like little tedious, like the details that I need to accomplish within bigger projects. And then those bigger projects find their way on my calendar. Yeah. It's up there with Fantastical in terms of yep. how much it costs as well. Yeah. And so it's as beautiful as Fantastical. It's as functional, I... but it costs a fortune. I think it, okay, not a fortune. It's I think it's like a hundred over a hundred dollars to get it for the like all three devices. Mm. The Mac, okay. the iPad. But you don't need the iPad and version. The you can use the phone version on your iPad. I, I really disagree with that, but that's okay. Um Good. Arden downloads the phone version of things for her iPad because she doesn't want to pay for I really the, hate paying for apps. <laughs> the uh, the app frugality is coming out in full force right now. But um I would suggest ponying up because if it saves you a few hours, what's your time worth? Well, you know what else is a really, really good free app? Um, Toggle. So coming back to some of the stuff, the apps that we use to get work done. I thought you were going to say the settings app. Oh, yes. The very exciting settings app. No, no, no. Toggle. So Toggle lets you track your time as you go um, and you can have different projects. So I I kind of compartmentalize things into different categories of my life where it's research or and within research I have literature reviews, data analysis, things like that. Um, and it helps me just gauge whether or not I'm accurate in how long I think things take me so that I can plan better in the future. So it's not a terribly sexy idea, this idea of t- tracking your time, but I think it just makes me more aware of how realistic I am when I track my time. So if, when I say it's going to take me two hours to do a literature review, I can look back on previous research projects mm. and say definitively, no, no, it takes me much longer. <laughs> or similarly, if things take me much less time than I think. So um, that's just a really good day-to-day thing that I like to track. I also really love, everybody loves all their own personal data, right? Personalized yeah. data is, is wonderful. So being able to see, hey, I spent whatever number of hours, things like rescue time are really good for that too, where you can see exactly what amount of time you spend on different tasks on your computer. And I love that. So My, my friend Laura Vanderkam, who we should probably have on the show, she's an, uh, an author in the productivity space. Yeah, she, she's great. She has tracked her time for years. And so she has all this data at her disposal for how long things take and how long a book takes to write mm-hmm. and how long a talk takes to prepare. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Is this the final pick that I'm making right now? 
I, I think so. We suck at counting. I also, in case you can't I, I had one more I really wanted to mention, but we okay. can. We can so do honorable you, mentions oh, yeah. rapid fire at the end. Uh, my final pick, if I'm counting correctly, is an app called Insight Timer. Uh, it's a meditation app. Mm. Meditation is, is something we'll have to chat about on the show too. We'll have to yeah. veer a, a, away from productivity for uh, a few episodes as well. Um, and, and meditation is one of those things that everybody should try. And this is a great app, uh, regardless of how experienced you are with meditation. If you've been meditating for decades, you can jump right into the app and just use the timer. But if you're just starting out, there's guided meditations. There's meditations for falling asleep and morning meditations and relaxation meditations, regardless of what kind you practice. It's a wonderful app. And you can see in any moment who around you, where you live is meditating. If you want to share if that. You want, yeah. If you want to share that information with the world. And, and so it's a social network around med- meditation and all my friends who meditate use it. And so if you meditate, uh, we should be friends on the app as well. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Strava. I have been a runner for a very, very long time. I love running. I also really like tracking my progress as I run. So being able to track how quickly I do different segments, how quickly I do different distances, I love that. And Strava lets you do that with your friends too. So you can see, hey, my friend did a 10K last night and I'm really impressed, but I really want to beat his time. I can do Strava or use Strava. Couple honorable mentions from me. Uh, Solver, S O U L V E R, the best calculating app that I've found on the iPad and the iPhone. Uh, it, again, it uses plain text like Fantastic L, so you can write in plain English. Uh, Overcast is my podcast player of choice. There's a feature called Smart Speed that intelligently removes the silences in some audio. And, and so it sounds natural still, but you end up uh, essentially saving about 20% of your time when you're done listening to a show. Uh, so try these things out. You know, we mentioned a, a ton of different applications this time around. If you had to recommend one that people try out, which, which one would you highlight? Besides the, um, besides what's it called? The um, LaTeX app. The yeah. very exciting Overleaf. No, I, I would suggest Libby, mostly because I think libraries are a wonderful resource that not enough people use. Awesome. And I would suggest Focusmate. Um, It's one that I've instantly fallen in love with that I use almost every single day, especially for the things that I don't like to do. So finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. Please review the show if you'd like. It's very easy. Just hop onto iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded and drop a review. Uh, We can read it on the show if you'd like. It helps more people find it, the more reviews that are there. Have a wonderful week. We... We'll see you in a couple Tuesdays.